You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. And, Ian, a couple weeks to go before spring training and things kind of starting to take shape as far as the Red Sox go, especially when you look at the pitching staff, I think. I wanted to start with Joe Kelly who was great on Monday, four shutout innings, and it seemed like he's really getting the timing going. Yeah, you know, Kelly really had a strong uh, finish to the 2015 season. He had a little uh, arm tendonitis or whatever it was he had late in the season, but they're really hoping that he would kind of um, build off what he did, and it looks like he has. And, you know, this is a guy who's always had, you know, really good stuff, and it's just a matter of not quite, uh, you know, using it the right way, uh, maybe relying too much on his fastball, but he's really – um, it seems to me he's really growing as a pitcher, and he's sort of picking uh, up and sort of um, still has that confidence that he sort of gained at the end of last year. I would say he's taking hold of the fifth starter job, but maybe that's becoming the fourth starter, as, at least when the season starts, because Eduardo Rodriguez, of course, still nursing the knee injury. He is expected to throw a bullpen on Wednesday, though. What do the Red Sox want to see there? Yeah, I mean, they just want to see how comfortable he is on that knee and if he's fully letting go, if he's still favoring a little bit, and kind of how, you know, what kind of schedule they can go out from there. Look, you know, they haven't announced this yet, but, you know, you don't just look at the calendar. There's no way that Eduardo Rodriguez is going to start the season on the active roster. I mean, David Price is um, essentially making his uh, his third start of spring training tonight. Uh, the other guys are going through their third turn, the rotation. Rodriguez hasn't pitched at all yet. I mean, this guy needs spring training. There's no re- there's no need to uh, to skip steps, you know, just so he ma- just so he makes his his very first start. So, uh, so you know, hopefully he'll only, he'll only miss uh, you know a couple weeks at the start of the season. So, like I said, you kind of feel like Kelly probably moves into that fourth spot, and then that fifth spot to start the season becomes interesting. Henry Owens, obviously, Stephen Wright, Brian Johnson. Um, Owens has struggled a bit, I think. Johnson has struggled a bit. Has Wright looked the best of those three guys? Yeah, Wrights look good. You know, they they really like him, and people forget he did a very dependable job for the Red Sox last year um, down the stretch until he he suffered kind of a freak concussion when he got hit by a uh, a line drive in batting practice. So uh, you know, they do like Stephen Wright. You know, Brian Johnson's not really in that mix because he missed time at the end of last season with the with an elbow injury, and you know, right now he's he's got uh, a little bit of an ankle thing. So I th- I think they really want him to complete his development anyway. Triple A to start the season, but yeah, I would say it's really Wright, Owens, um, Rowanis, Elias. I would say those, those those three guys are all in the mix for that spot. And yeah, if I had to give a favorite, I would probably say uh, Stephen Wright. He's been the guy the last couple of years when they've needed just kind of a fill-in starter for a starter or two. And he's a guy you can slot right in there and also uh, you know also put him uh, you know in the, in the bullpen when you need him. So you mentioned David Price uh, making his third start of the spring and it's against the Yankees and and the two rivals always meet at some point during spring training uh, but for him to be in Fort Myers to get that start against the Yankees is there a little extra uh, electricity in the air maybe yeah I mean people are excited about it sure I mean just because you're getting uh, you know you're, you're getting closer to the season also and uh, but anytime you see David Price pitching against the Yankees you know a Rod is here. Tishera is here. Some of the big guns are here. Uh, a little more exciting, but it's not. Uh, you know, it's still, it's still spring training. It'll be a lot more exciting when he faces the Yankees in a game for real. Uh, Rick Porcello on Sunday really struggled. Three innings, ten uh, ten hits, the eight earned runs. Is there? They always say numbers don't necessarily mean in, mean anything in spring training unless they're really bad, and obviously <laughs> those are really bad, Ian. So. 
What are the concerns? What's wrong with Porcello right now? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be concerns when you look at Porcello's salary. Uh, you know, there's going to be concerns with him until you see him go out there and get on a good run to start the season. You know, there's going to be uh, worry. You know, is he going to, you know, start like he did last year, which wasn't very good. Um, you know, he liked Joe Kelly. He did finish the season strong. Uh, he is a veteran guy, so I really I wouldn't get too worked up about one isolated start at spring training. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things you're going to have to sort of see how it plays out. Uh, moving to the bullpen a little bit, I know Koji uh, Uihara made his debut on Saturday as far as the spring goes, and, and he gave up some hits, three hits in an inning. But just as far as his getting ready for the season and, and obviously the new role of setup man, how has he been so far as far as the, does he feel like he's in the right place coming back from obviously the injuries he dealt with last year? Yeah, I mean, Koji's in a good place. He's not really worried about the switch and roll. This guy's a consummate uh, professional. He's happy whether he's setting up, whether he's closing. He just wants to be uh, part part of a winning team right there. And, you know, he looks uh, totally comfortable. Uh, it's hard to believe he's going to be 41 on, on opening day because, you know, he keeps himself in, in really good shape, and uh, he still keeps that ball down. And as long as that splitter's moving, you know, I think that, uh, you know, you're going to have one of the better eighth-inning pitchers in baseball hopefully this year. We've talked a lot about the pitching. How about some hitting here and, and some really good signs this spring? Travis Shaw has really swung the bat well. Uh, through Sunday, he was 12 for 23. That's over 500, obviously. A couple home runs, a couple of doubles. He's also driven in runs in eight games. Is he pushing the Red Sox to give him an increased role? I mean, where does he stand right now as we get closer to opening day and, and figuring out a 25-man roster? Yeah, you know, Tim, there's an old saying that uh, kind of the players make out the lineup sometimes, not the manager. Um, so Travis Shaw is going to keep hitting like this, uh, picking up where he left off late last year, and doing it into the season, they're going to have to find you know some playing time for him. And they might have to get creative the way they do it, because look, you have Hanley Ramirez at first, you have Pablo at third, you have Ortiz at DH, you have you know, Ruznik Castillo at left field. So where does this guy play? Well, maybe he sort of morphs into another version of a power-hitting Brock Holtz, where he's just you know playing three or four times a week at, at different uh, spots across the diamond. He also covers you in the event that you do get an injury at first. You do get an injury at third. Uh, Pablo or Hanley, maybe they, one of them struggles again like they did last year. Then you know, maybe Travis Shaw suddenly starts to become – um, the leading player for one of those positions. So he gives you all kinds of options. But if he's going to hit the ball with authority um, like he does, like he has been, you're going to find a spot for him to play somewhere. That's what I'm wondering is at what point would, would he get the the call over one of those other players? I mean, obviously Sandoval off to a rough start in spring training, but that that's fine. Guys do that. He's a veteran player. You, you hope he comes around. And, and I guess he, you know, he hit his first home run of the spring on Monday, but is there a point in the season that if Sandoval continues to struggle the way he did last year and, and maybe as early on in the spring, is there a point where the Red Sox say, all right, Travis Shaw is getting more starts at third than Panda? Yeah. You know, that's a tough one. That's a fine line. And that, you know, that's where you don't envy a guy like John Farrell who has to sort of balance this. And you even saw this, um, it was crazy as it sounds right now. You saw this in 2010 with David Ortiz, where he had got off to a terrible start, for the second year in a row, you had Mike Lowell, who uh, you know wasn't uh, didn't have an everyday spot at that time. So all of a sudden, early in, early in the season, if you remember, you know Terry Francona was pinch hitting Mike Lowell for David Ortiz against lefties. You know, as crazy as that sounds, you know Ortiz was fortunately able to regain his groove, and he kind of really never, I don't think, uh, in some ways forgave Francona. In some ways, I think you feel like he gave up on him, um, and I think that hurt the relationship a little bit. You know, you got to. Uh, you know, if you're a manager, these veteran players expect you to stick by them and give them 
a chance to sort of um, live up to their track records. Now, neither Hanley or Pablo did last year, so I agree with you that it's going to be real interesting to see, you know, how long do they let that ride before they, they do say, okay, let's make a change and, and find some time for a shower. Shower, you know, answer your question. I don't know. That's uh, that's why John Farrell uh, makes the big bucks because, you know, he's the one who's going to have to decide that. Yeah, indeed. And Pablo mentioned he hit the home run on Monday. Um, is he starting to get to where he wants to be? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Hitting-wise, he looks good. You know, fielding is just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a work in progress. And you worry, you know, with a body like that, um, is he going to play the kind You know, I know he's always been a big-bodied guy, but is he going to be kind of be able to play the defense at third base that you need? And uh, as uh, much scrutiny as he took for his offense last year, um, which was kind of non-existent, his defense wasn't very good either. So he needs to give them a uh, good third base, show, show that he's gotten some of that range back. And I know he's worked on that in spring training. So that's going to be, uh, you know, another big storyline to watch here. One more player I wanted to touch on this week, Ian, is is Alan Craig, because he's swung the bat pretty well so far this spring. The power numbers aren't there, but but seven hits already in the spring. He's obviously in a tough spot where it doesn't really seem like there's a place for him in that that 25-man roster. So what's his mindset at this point? Because I know he came into the spring with a good attitude, you had said. Yeah, you know, I wasn't a fly on the wall that uh, um, beginning a camp meeting the Red Sox had with each player individually, you know, Dombrowski and Farrell. But I'm guessing that when Dombrowski and Farrell met with Alan Craig, um, the three of them all agreed, like, look, Alan, the best situation for you here is to have a good camp and sort of showcase yourself to, to other teams so we can make a trade so you can go play somewhere where maybe you fit into the plans a little uh, better. I'm pretty sure that's what that uh, meeting entailed, and you hope that Allen's able to do that because, look, the this, this Red Sox just don't have any um, playing time budgeted for him on this team. Uh, I'm sure the Red Sox would have to swallow much of the salary, if not all the salary, if they trade him, but I think it would probably be best for everyone right now just to admit that this hasn't worked out for Allen Craig here in Boston. Maybe he moves back to the National League where he could at least pinch hit and play a little more uh, regularly. So I think that, that remains the goal, and hopefully at some point you see the return of that power. Yeah, because you would think no team's going to really take a chance on a guy who's hitting singles. But if he can start to to add a little gap power and, and maybe hit a few home runs, maybe somebody takes a chance. All right, as always, Ian Brown, great stuff. Thanks a lot for your time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.